Today's big question is, is wisdom a top priority in your life? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 61 today as we take a look at Proverbs 4-7. We're going to read it and talk about the language and meaning. We're going to connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. (laughs) Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity to open your word. Today's verse is a weird one. It's It's awkward. It feels awkward, but it really gives your heart for wisdom. So I ask that as I go through this spirit that you would open our hearts to understand what you want to speak to each one of us. Pray that everything that is said and done in this place, in this time, in this broadcast would be honoring to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a look at Proverbs 4, 7. It says, wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Chapter 4 is overall a warning to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. This is the fifth time that we have a dad talking to his son and trying to teach him important things about life. The chapter has three discussions that dad's having with his son on the value of wisdom. In the NIV, the section of scripture that we're in, this particular discussion is titled Wisdom is Supreme. The first benefit we saw of wisdom was that it was life in verse 4b. The second benefit was the security or protection that it offered. And we saw that Monday in verse 6. Today, we have the third benefit and Friday will have another one in verse 8, which is honor. Now, in every translation, this verse feels redundant and awkward to me, but it represents the central theme of Proverbs, which is get wisdom. Proverbs 8.17 says that wisdom can be found. It reads, I love those who love me. This is wisdom talking. I love those who love me and those who search for me find me. Proverbs chapters 2, 3, and 4 all tell us that wisdom is valuable. For example, in Proverbs 3 verses 13 through 15, it says, happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding for she is more profitable than silver, and her revenue is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire can equal her. Now, as humans, we're kind of prone to apathy and loving our own comfort. But Proverbs is constantly reminding us that we should be valuing wisdom, that also it must be grounded in the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is supreme, this verse says. What do you think our culture calls supreme? Wisdom? No way. We are not living in a culture that values wisdom and certainly not God's wisdom. Our culture says that wealth is supreme. It says that beauty and youth are supreme. It says that power and influence are supreme. But God says that wisdom is supreme. The ESV and the NASB translate the verse this way. It says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Now that's kind of an odd phrasing, but the Old Testament concept of, quote, beginning 
doesn't always mean the first in time like we think of it. It can also mean a primary and controlling element. We see in chapter 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. It means that the fear of the Lord is a primary and controlling element in developing wisdom. So if we apply that to this verse, going after wisdom, the root of that being getting it, acquiring it, buying it, or possessing it, we see that the action of getting or acquiring is a primary and controlling element. Now, that's really good news. It means that we can get this thing that will protect us, that is life for us, and that God calls supreme. I was talking to my son about one of the beautiful things about working out the other day. If you put in honest time, if you expend the effort, you will see results. You aren't going to lift weights for a month and not get any stronger. Your fitness improves with time and effort. You don't need to know the right person. You don't need to be super talented. Improvement is simply about showing up and putting the effort in. And like that, we can get wisdom. It's available to us. And our effort, our seeking it, our going after it is a primary and controlling element in developing wisdom. Our verse says, wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Now, this is parallelism again, though it feels awkward to us. The second line is another way to stress the importance of wisdom and our need to acquire it. The ESV says, whatever you get. Then New Living Translation says, whatever else you do. And the NIV says, though it costs you all you have, all you have. If you get nothing else in life, this is what you want. Wisdom is what you should be focused on. Now, because I can't say it any better, I'm going to read you a long quote from Raymond C. Ortland Jr. He says, the NIV clarifies the force of that. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. If you want God's wisdom, it will cost you. It will cost you all your preconceived ideas about how life is supposed to work. Why pay that price? Because God's wisdom will make you alive from verse 4. His wisdom will keep you and guard you from verse 6. His wisdom will exalt you and honor you and crown you with beauty. Verse 8 and 9. That is how life really works, and that is a life worth living. Who else can promise you that? Every day we are being told that if we want to really live, we need to be young, thin, tanned, sexually active, rich, and smart-mouthed. There is our cultural ideal the wisdom of our age. Just one question. Is it working? Name one person who has thrown themselves into that kind of life and come away with it with what you want for yourself. Name one. And how do you explain 2,000 years of all types of people from different cultures who set their hearts on Christ, turned to his wisdom in the Bible, and found fullness of life? Whichever you choose, it will cost you all you have. Whichever you choose it will cost you all you have. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Do you really believe that wisdom and understanding are supreme, are really this valuable? And if so, does your life reflect that? What other life priorities battle with wisdom for the top spot in your life? And why do you think that they are important? Whichever you choose, it will cost you all you have, Mr. Orland said. Now, if this is true, if our lives are lived as payment, For the things that we pursue, what is your life buying you? Today's big question is, is getting wisdom a top priority in your life? 
Now, those are kind of deep questions. And if you want a place to think about that and write down the answers later as you dig into them, we send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. If you want to be on the list to receive that email, go to getwisdom.link backslash email. And I am happy to send those out to you on Sunday evenings. As for me, if you say yes to this big question, if you say yes, you've been convinced by the Holy Spirit as we study Proverbs that getting wisdom is far more important than the things that you have been pursuing in life up to this point, let's take the application one more step further. The next question would be, the next question I have to ask myself is, then what are you actually doing to get it? Now, for me, working through this Proverbs series that I am teaching to you is one step. And if you're listening to this broadcast consistently, then that will help you too. Plus, for me, because I'm a teacher at heart, and the best way to appropriate material into your own life is to teach it, I'm also working on some more products that will teach and apply wisdom in our lives. I think that there are two processes at work here. And I know I've mentioned this before. We need to understand how valuable wisdom is so that we can prioritize it properly in our lives. And as we begin to view it rightly and give it priority, we can begin to use it as a blueprint for our lives. God tells us right here how he views wisdom. If you don't do anything else in life, we are to get wisdom. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom because it offers us success or even really any of the other benefits that you tell us it offers, which are great. They're like gravy or like frosting on the cake. They're bonuses, but we really want it so that we can know you better and love you better and learn to live the life you want us to live so that we can honor you with our life. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that transforms us into looking like Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you are with me. We do this three times a week, so we'll be back on Friday. And if this broadcast is helping you learn and apply scripture to your life, and if you know someone who that would be good for, healthy for, then I would invite you to invite them to join us on Friday, 10 a.m. Central Time. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend that would benefit from it. And we will see you again on Friday. Until then, have a fantastic week.